the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Number five, it is impossible to overcome temptation while contemplating on the desire to divorce your spouse. It is impossible to overcome temptation while contemplating on the desire to divorce your spouse. Some of you have a conflict or you get mad at one another. Uh, you're not speaking. And all of a sudden, Satan put that thought there. I'm so glad you didn't listen to it. Why don't you just divorce him? Just just leave. And some of y'all play right in his hand and you just leave. <laughs> I was I was in a pastor's a meeting the other day. I'm not going to get too many details. but um, And I just asked that pastors and all those men. I said, have you ever had the thought of divorcing your spouse? Oh, look how quiet it got then. It is impossible to overcome temptation while contemplating. Say contemplating. On the desire to divorce your spouse. Beloved, Satan loves divorce because he knows that marriage is a divine institution created by God himself. The scripture says in Genesis 2.24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. One flesh means that marriage is a divine covenant and union where a husband and wife are permanently. Say permanently. Permanently. Say a little bit louder. Permanently. Permanently. Say a little bit louder. Permanently. Some of y'all scared to say it permanently, 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 permanently join and glue. You ain't glue together. Can nobody take your part? The, the, the conflicts, the misunderstandings, uh, the hurts, the pains, and all the other stuff. You don't let that stuff take your part because you are glued together unto death. Listen, to this. this is a big insight. If you fail to believe in the permanency of marriage, Satan will give you many reasons to justify separation and divorce because his aim is to destroy your family, which has a devastating impact on the church and our nation. Be mindful, according to Malachi chapter 2, verse 16, God hates divorce. Say it with me. God hates divorce. Say it like you believe it. Some of y'all scared to say it. I want you to say it. I want it to resonate in your soul. Say it, say it a little bit louder. God, God hates divorce. That's right. Malachi 2.16. And yet so many believers in the Lord's church are divorcing their spouse at an alarming rate, even without biblical grounds. For example, many divorce their spouse because they do not love them anymore. Well, you love her once. That's an act of your will. You can will yourself to love them again. You, you made up your mind you don't love her. Yeah, yeah, you can love her again. If somebody gave you a million dollars to love her, you'll love her. Don't tell me you can't love her. That's, that's hogwash. Hogwash! Oh, yeah, I love her. I love her now. Oh, I love her. I, ooh, I love her. Love her, love her, love her, love her, love her. You're lying! <laughs> For example, many divorce their spouse because they do not love them anymore. Uh, your spouse does not satisfy you. They are no longer attractive to you. What do you mean your wife is no longer attractive to you? 
I tell my wife all the time, that dress sure look good on you. I tell her, I like your hair. I tell her, you look pretty in that. I, I say it. I say it. You can ask her. I tell her. I tell her she look good to me. The older she look, the more beautiful she look. We're both growing older gracefully. And I love my spouse. Leave mine alone. I leave yours alone. And we'll just be fine. Amen. I don't have time. Too much work, too much energy, trying to hide stuff. I'm not having a stroke trying to hide stuff. I don't know how some of y'all can do it. Where you get all that time? You must not be doing what you ought to be doing at home. Marriage is hard work. You got to take out the trash, wash dishes, wash clothes, or, or, or whatever y'all do. You work out arrangements. Things I do, she may not do, and things she does. But it's all getting done because we're a team. We do whatever it takes to get it done. It's no longer attractive. You sit there, and she had three or four of your babies, and she can't get back to size. And you talking about she's not attractive. She had those babies from you. It's your fault. <laughs> talking about why you can't. Don't ever ask your wife, why can't she lose weight? She knows her weight. Stop that. Stop it. I never in my marriage asked my wife, when are you going to lose some more weight? I'm scared to do that, by the way. <laughs> I was on a tour with another, my wife know I'm talking about. It was with another person, and they had the dancing to say with their wife there, you just don't want to see my wife when she don't have makeup on. And, and I almost sunk. On, I was on a tour, and I was I almost sunk under that seat. I said, "Did he say that?" He said, "You don't want to see my wife when she don't have makeup on." Ooh, any black woman when you got home, <laughs> or oh, when you got home. Matter of fact, you don't want to go home. <laughs> you don't want to go home. Don't go home. You gonna get killed. Don't go home. Don't 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 don't. She go. What you say? Without makeup, uh, their spouse was experiencing health challenges. You leave your spouse right in the midst of a health challenge. I thought you said in sickness and in health, financial difficulties. Well, balance your budget. Stop spending more than you can afford. Develop your budget. You don't even know what's coming in and going out. You broke perpetually. A breakdown in communication causes divorce. Differences in child rearing. I want the child to be Catholic. I want the child to be Baptist. I want the child to do this. I don't believe in punishing the child. I believe in spanking. I don't. I just believe them in time out. No, some of these kids need spankings. Time. My parents didn't know what time out was. Did anybody here know what? How many of y'all, how many of y'all got spankings when you, let me see your hand. Come on. I got whooped to the pulpit. You know, just right. You got, you know, all this, all this sadity theories and all this other stuff, you know, go child going to call CPS on you. I hang up that phone. I say, I give you a reason. <laughs> child rearing, irreconcilable differences. You will get reconciled. All of which are unbiblical. First Peter 4, 8 says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Say multitude. There's enough sin to go around in that marriage. Y'all said things, thought things, did things. 
attitude. Oh, oh we all have. And then here, here it is saying here. So you're thinking about divorce. You think you're struggling. Satan already, Satan already put the thought in your mind. Memorize First Peter 4, 8. Above all, keep on loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sin. That's, that's everything in your marriage. Even with the very few biblical grounds for divorce, God still hates it. And it should be your last option, even if there are biblical grounds. You say, what are the biblical grounds for ending a marriage? Well, death, 1 Corinthians 7.39. Sexual immorality, which includes adultery, unrepented adultery, Matthew 5.32 and Matthew 19.9. Abandonment by an unbeliever, an unbelieving spouse. You get, y'all get... Y'all both lost. One of y'all gets saved. Now the other don't want to be with you because they don't want you in church. They don't want you giving. They can't stand it. They give you a difficult time. They say, if you're going to be like this, I like the way you were. I want to still go to clubs and things with you. And you, God has straightened you up. And they leave because of your Christian testimony. The Bible says you are free to let them go according to 1 Corinthians 7.15. When marital challenges occur, remember that the goal should be reconciliation if at all possible. See a biblical counsel. The goal should be reconciliation, if at all possible. Listen, if you are in an abusive marriage where the abuser is unrepentant, say unrepentant. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about emotion. He emotionally abused me. He stressed me out because he forgot the letters at H-E-B. That's not, that's not, that might be stressful, but that's not abuse. Some of y'all, don't, don't, don't take this stuff and stretch it to what you want it to be. If you're in an abusive marriage where the abuser is unrepentant and your life and the lives of your children are in danger, I believe in such cases you are to treat uh, the unrepentant, say unrepentant, Unrepentant. he or she could care less about what they do, what the Word of God says. What the Word of God says, abuser as an unbeliever and you are free to separate or even divorce if the Lord so leads you. Beloved, if you do not possess strong convictions, say strong convictions. convictions. Say a little bit louder, strong convictions. convictions. I'm going to say it again. Beloved, if you do not possess strong convictions about the permanence of marriage, you will struggle with the temptation to divorce your spouse. You who are thinking about getting married, you better make sure she's the one or he's the one. Pray hard, pray long, think long, think, think hard, think long. Ask others about the person. Br- bring them to church. Let my wife and I inspect them. Don't, don't bring them in here after you've done everything. You do about, here's my wife. And then they clobber you. Let me look at them. Cause I ain't, I'm not in love with them like you, you know. You bring them, bring them to church. If they won't come to church when they, before you, uh, say I do, you, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I don't believe in evangelistic dating. You say, what is that? You love them so much, they, they're not saved, but they're cute, or they're handsome, they got money, they got a car, and you know, they got everything you like, personality, like their mama, their daddy, everything, but they lost. So you marry them with the aim of winning them to Christ. Evangelistic. Who told you? You can't save nobody. Only God does the saving. And it goes down for that because you thought you could save them. You Listen, you can't even save yourself. You need the power of God to rescue you. Ooh, y'all listening. 
Let me go on. Number six, you cannot overcome temptation when you steal God's glory. You cannot overcome temptation when you steal God's glory. Isaiah 42, 8a says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. God is not going to share his glory with another. Beloved, to give God the glory is to give him praise, to give God the glory is to give him reverence, to give God the glory is to magnify him, to give God the glory is to glorify his name, to extol the Most High God. Stealing God's glory is a very serious offense against him and will bring on the chastening hand of God should you steal his glory. How do we as believers steal God's glory. We've all done it. How do we as believers steal God's glory? When you when you know you've done it, you better repent lest you get chastened. I know I hurry up and do it. It's easy to steal God's glory. How do we steal God's glory? Well, when we fail to put God first in our lives. Matthew 16, 24 says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. When you fail to put God first, you steal his glory. We steal God's glory when we worship the creation rather than the creator. We steal God's glory when we worship the creation rather than the creator. Romans chapter 1 verse 25 says, They exchange the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Some of you worship your iPads, the cell phones, the television. Uh, you, you, you worship sports and entertainment and you put all that ahead of God instead of the creator who, who gave the knowledge to make these things. How do you steal God's glory? We steal God's glory by being unthankful for the blessings of God in our lives. Un, you steal God's glory when you possess an unthankful spirit. Romans one twenty one says, for though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. There to say gratitude. They wouldn't show it. They wouldn't, they didn't want to be thankful. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. Ungratefulness is a sin. You children, ungratefulness is a sin. You know what your parents say. Obey the first time. Great attitude. Make your room up. Wash the dishes. Clean up behind yourself. Clean your own self up. Uh, we steal God's glory when we take credit for what the Lord has done. We steal God's glory when we take credit for what the Lord has done instead of giving him all the glory. You, you, you know, God did it. And you say, you know, I did this. I was here. Guess what I did? I, I let this many. I, they, they with me. I, I put them here. I was responsible for, for where they are in life, their maturity. You can use them now, Pastor, because I had my hands on them. Let's take all God's glory. First Corinthians 1031 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Stop taking credit for what God has done. You know, I don't, I don't ever say this is my church. That's my choir. Those are my deacons. I don't know. Those are my us. You don't hear me say that. It's the Lord's church. It's the Lord's deacons. It's the Lord's counselors. It's the Lord's choir. It's the Lord's. It's the Lord's. I'm just a steward of shepherding the people of God for a season. None of this is mine. This is this whole experience is a work of God. This this church is the church that the Word of God built, and I can't take credit for not not even a piece of it. Listen, learn quickly to give God all the credit and stop pinching on the glory. 
uh, we, we steal God's glory when we trust the words of people instead of trusting the word of God. You're not going to do what the words say. You're going to do what people say and you steal his glory. Some, Psalms 118.8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in people. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in people. Think you can't get any clearer than that. It's not what people say. It is what God says. We steal God's glory when we hold back financially the Lord's portion for ourselves instead of honoring the Lord by giving to him first. We steal God's glory when we hold back financially. Say financially. The Lord's portion for ourselves instead of honoring the Lord by giving uh, to him first. One A great passage on that is Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to read it kind of fast. But a certain man named Ananias, a Sapphira, his wife sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds. His wife also, being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? Holding back God's portion is dangerous. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? Have you, listen, you have not lied to men but to God. Anytime you fail to give God what is owed God, you sin against God. You sin against him. No matter whether you're in high position of the church, a regular servant as an usher, a greeter, a volunteer in, in missions, receptionist, on the cameras. When you fail to give God what is his fully, you have lied not to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. You know what that means? He died. So great fear came. Upon all those who heard these things, great fear came upon all who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him because he was dead. Verse 7, now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me now whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her next to her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. The burial committee was busy because they were lying in their giving. Beloved, God did not tolerate deception and lies in the early church. And we will not, and listen, listen, and we will put ourselves under divine chastening if we do the same today. Next, we steal God's glory by being disobedient to what the word of God says. We steal God's glory by being a, being disobedient to what the word of God says. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15 through 20 says, But if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God 
and do not obey all the commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come upon you and overwhelm you. Why? Because you're disobedient to the word of God. Here's what happens when you disobey God. Verse 16, your towns and your fields will be cursed. Your fruit baskets and your breadboards will be cursed. Your children and your crops will be cursed. Your offsprings of your herds and flocks will be cursed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be cursed. The Lord himself will send you, send on you curses. He will send on you confusion. It's a bad thing when God sends confusion on you. You won't even know your name and frustration in everything you do until, look, until at last you are completely destroyed for doing evil and abandoning me. Disobeying God is a dangerous thing. Beloved, it is very dangerous, deadly, and disastrous to disobey the word of God. I would rather obey him and receive his heavenly blessings. What about you? Then number seven, you cannot overcome temptation if you do not stand on the conviction of the truth of God's word. This is the last section. You cannot overcome temptation if you do not stand on the what? Conviction of the truth of God's word. Wonderful scripture here. Hebrews 3.14 says, we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly, firmly hold on to your conviction. To the very end, hold on to your conviction. We must guard against the temptation to compromise the word of God and our own beliefs in order to accommodate others. We must not let our convictions go because we want to be accepted by others. We don't want to offend others. We don't want to have drama. So so we soften the word of God. We, we don't want folk mad at us. Why do many believers and those in leadership compromise the scripture when tempted? Why do many believers and those in leadership compromise the scriptures when tempted? This is the last question I pose to you. We have a lot of compromises perhaps even in this audience. Why do you compromise? Well, they are afraid to say no because they fear people more than God. Acts 5.29 says, Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than people. Some of you are afraid of people. You can't be wimpy and live a successful Christian life. Why are some people compromising their convictions on the word of God? They are intimidated by how people might respond. They're intimidated by how people might respond. Why do people waver in their convictions? They desire to be liked by everyone. Listen, even if you do uh, compromise, they still not gonna like you. You might as well obey God. I'd rather have them mad at me and God please than other folk are happy and God is about to chasten me. They are intimidated by how people might respond. Uh, Why don't they don't have strong conviction? They desire to be liked by everyone. Uh, They are afraid of, here's another one, they are afraid of the consequences of speaking the truth because of peer pressure. They don't want to experience rejection. They don't want to lose their jobs, their positions, their employment. They don't want to lose relationships and sororities and fraternities and whatever organizations they're in. You start talking Christ and say, no, we, I don't believe that. That is wrong. That's not what my Bible teach. All of a sudden, they may put you out of, out of your organization, even though you've been there 50 years and being opposed by the competing voices of the culture. You don't want to oppose. You don't, you will, you want to be accepted. You, you, you don't want to be opposed and being opposed by the competing voices of the culture. 
I don't want to shake the boat. I don't want to rock the boat. I've seen people get up. I've seen them. You know, uh, if I don't preach the word, I'm doing you a tremendous disservice. And I believe you want to come here because you hear the truth. Where else are you going to hear a word like this? Are you going to hear it on ABC? Are you going to hear NBC, CBS, Fox News? I don't know. I can't call all those channels. And the, the thousands of other channels you have that I can't call, you know what they are. You, 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 you going to hear this on social media? Second Timothy 4, 2 through 4 says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, that's even in the church, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. What do you want? You want the truth or you want a lie? Truth. The truth. Only the truth will set you free. Yield not to temptation, for yielding is sin. Each victory will help you some others to win. Fight manfully on what dark passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus, he will carry you through. Shun evil companions, bad language disdained. God's name hold in reverence, nor take it in vain. Be thoughtful and earnest, kind-hearted and true. Look ever to Jesus, he will carry you through. Ask the Savior to help you, comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. My friends, I close this Sermon by reading this text one more time. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of what? Escape that you may be able to endure it. And all God's children said, amen. God bless you. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at MaranathaSA.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.